Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rob. Hey, Hey, Olivia. Olivia. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Um, I'm a big fangirl today. I really, really love Ellie Kemper. I, when she came out in the office, which was the first thing that I familiarized myself with, I just loved her so much. She was so cute and so funny. And obviously, she has done... The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Which was also hilarious. Bridesmaids. I mean, Bridesmaids. Come on. I, there's That's a movie you can watch over and over again, refer to, pull things from, and it's just always, it's just, it's a good one. Who doesn't love and or appreciate pooping in a wedding dress in the street? I do. I do too. I actually reenacted that on Heart of Dixie in a wedding dress. I didn't actually I shit. not... <laughs> I just reenacted it. I just reenacted it on a Friday. There's a picture of me, and I say the line, but I'm not for the on for the record. I was not actually pooping in the streets. And she has a new podcast. Yep, Born to Love. Born to Love. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside to join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. Well, let's just dive. I just want to dive let's into dive it in. because we're let's opening with podcasts. And Ellie, yours just launched. Yes, it's just launching. Born to Love. Born to Love, yes. Thank you for mentioning it. It's oh my gosh. my <laughs> foray into the podcast world. And I'm excited and nervous, right? Oh, guys? yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because in like my limited experience doing podcasts, you do um, expose some of yourself. So you're... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, a lot of yourself unintentionally, I can say. Yes. (laughs) But it's true. It's so true. And even though obviously we can edit, it's not like live streaming out to people, it does put you in like, oh, right. You're you're in a much more, I guess, vulnerable place. But it's fun. But I didn't, I don't think I recognize that. So it's an interesting place to be in. Yeah. Well, it's also because you don't have all of this stuff you know, you don't have a whole set of people watching you. So you don't feel like you're sharing anything. You feel like you're just having a conversation. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh, the world. The world. We're putting this out there. Oh, right. For the world. That's exactly what it is. Because look, it's the three of us and we're talking right now. And so you think that you are, yes, in a Zoom. Even when I've had stuff played back to me that we've recorded, I was like, oh, I think I thought I was just talking to Scott about that. (laughs) So it's... I don't know. It's, yes. it's, yeah. No, it's exactly what it is. And I keep, you know, I keep, the, you, you, you're literally having, we're having a conversation. We're not going to get into this subject at all, but with a sex therapist <laughs> and you say something and then it's like blasted everywhere and you're like, no, like I wasn't even, and you're like, why? I feel like I'm getting picked on all the time. And I'm like, you this are. is not the only thing that I talk about. It's actually the most minor. <laughs> but you know what? But that's what makes, you know, News, clickbait, whatever it is. Clickbait, so that's what yes. people will talk about. Of course, I know, of course. I know. But, but it makes, it, yeah, it, it sort of puts you on edge for that reason. Or right. a person on edge. Well, yeah. Or I feel more filtered at this point because I'm like, oh, 
you know, I'll say one thing and who knows? You don't, you never know what's going to get picked up. But I know. But yeah, I know. But yours at least, Born to Love. I mean, the premise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think it's so cool. And I want to know how it came to be and like, what were you born to love that inspired this? <laughs> uh, that's so thank you for talking about it. So basically, uh, yes, our podcast is called Born to Love. It's co-hosted with my longtime, I know you guys have been friends for a long time. It's my longtime friend, Scott Eckert. We met doing improv together in college. We've known each other 20 years. We used to do sketch and improv together all the time in New York. And we hadn't worked on something in a long time. And we thought, okay, well, we want to work on something together. I live in New York. He lives in LA. What's something we could do easily being cross country? And a podcast is an obvious answer to that. So (laughs) we wanted our show to be similar to yours in that it's, I mean, we didn't say we want our show to be theirs. We want our show <laughs> yeah, just you like did. yours happens. Admit it. <laughs> Admit it. We we're like, we're gonna copy their show, but sort of, but in the spirit of being uplifting, sort of buoyant, we wanted to make a show that was sort of light. And and we did notice what do people like talking about? They like talking about things they love. So that's a very, very simple, straightforward premise. I think our objective was like to give people a break. So I don't know when you're listening to the podcast, you know, if you're driving to work, if you're going for a run, whatever it is, but just a break, just a break. The world is stressful. Like take a break and then uh, listen to people talk about things that make them happy. So, and do you know what's been a really, really interesting sort of perk that I didn't anticipate is that we open every show talking about something that Scott or I loved that week. And it does make you stop, go over your week and think about like what really brought you joy, which is you know, it sounds trite. sounds like what you would see on a coffee mug <laughs> written like, what brings joy? But it does uh, force you to focus on sort of small things that, uh, those small moments, because those are the moments, I think, right? That sort of oh, gosh, can lift yeah. you up, be grateful for. So in a really yeah. trite way, that, that's been nice. But I find cliches and those kind of things, they happen because they work. And the truth right. and like gratitude list, you hear that so much, but it's like, Sit down and do it for a year and tell me you're not starting to see the world different and experience the world different. And like those forced moments of like, I'm going to sit down and find what I find joy in, as trite as that might seem, it starts to rewire your neuro pathways and you start to look for more things that you love. You're exactly right. You... (laughs) just articulated that much better than I did, which is that it does rewire something in your brain. So your whole outlook shifts. Mm-hmm. And it and I do think that takes time because mm-hmm. especially like, I don't know, when you're in a rut and you just feel, I don't know what your brain says to you, but like when you just start feeling like, oh, it's the same sort of narrative in your head. And it does take a conscious, I think, effort yeah, to rewire that to to um like replay what's what's or or reframe I guess what's actually happening to get For out sure. of that. But yeah. can we work. do it right now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's let, no, I'm serious. Like can we all just share like what we loved about this week so far and This is oh. great. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah. I'm I'm let me think of what's today. Because you okay. have to think about it. Today's you have Tuesday. To, today's Tuesday. <laughs> I have to go back the oh the week. Oh, okay. I have my answer. Let's okay. do it. Yeah. I just I just thought of one very quickly. But this was the week. It was so crazy. It was the the day that the wildfire smoke came to New York. Oh, and like yeah. it, within a matter of hours, it was apocalyptic. It was so freaky. It was such a bewildering 
experience. And I mean that, like it felt very um, uh, scary, <laughs> like very, very scary. And so that that's not what I loved, but it was this piece <laughs> of like, where am I? What I need? I, I felt like unmoored. I didn't know what was, you know, where I was in any of this. Like, like all of us felt very, very uh, uh, bewildered by that. And that weekend happened to be, I don't know what happened, but it was like, Saturday came and it was like beyond glorious. The sun was mm-hmm. shining. There was a beautiful breeze with all this stuff. And I woke up and it was, again, I live in New York. There's a lot going on in New York. I felt like someone was unloading something at like 5 a.m. And at first I was annoyed. It was just like very loud outside my window. Something on the street was happening. I didn't know what. Guys, it turned out what it was. I put all these pieces together in the morning at like 6 a.m. Or 6.30 when like the loudspeakers started. There was a race. There was a 10K. It was an all women's 10K run. <laughs> and it was, listen, we're all, I was up early anyway. My kids yeah. are, the sun was shining. The loudspeaker was blasting. Had I not been up anyway, I may have been annoyed, but I was up. And it was just like, I looked outside my window and I feel like there were 10,000 women just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, literally, like ready to run. The loud unloading that I heard at, 5 a.m. was the porta potties. They were like unloading the, por- the porta potties <laughs> as a, and it was so life affirming and beautiful. And it was just like that. Well, <laughs> there was not a man to be seen. It was just, <laughs> it was it was a women's 10k. I don't know what it was for. And it was just so like reassuring after the sort of crazy events of the week and the like out of body experience. I think we all had. It was it was nice to have a moment of, okay, okay, okay. Control what we can. Well, here's what we can control. We can control like 10,000 women getting together to run a 10K. Not me. I was just watching. But it was like, I was it like, just you did that? Fa- <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was like, well, but it was just a very, um, I, I use the word life affirming and I will again. It just felt like a very uplifting life affirming event. And it was happening right outside my window, but it made Absolutely. me, I loved it. I loved it. I think I that is that. so awesome. Thank you. Yes, yeah, you're just it was. like um, like thousands of hype women out yes. your window, just like <laughs> ready to go. And I, who would want to start what, their day that way? That's it. That's it. And I, I, I was like, oh wait, I should I be? I should be doing something. It felt, you know, when you watch people exercise, mm-hmm. you're like, well, that kind of counts. Yeah, yeah I, I did it. Well, they're doing that, so right. I feel like exhausted. Right. <laughs> well, it's also to me when I hear that, I'm like, that's the exact point. That every day is going to be different. Like one day it can feel like absolute doom and gloom, and the sky's caving in, and it's dark and it's scary. And then guess what? You wake up the next day and the sun's out, and all these women are taking to the streets and taking charge of their life. And you're like, yep. oh, every day changes. Like, yep. It's that's like it. those moments where you're like, oh yeah, the tide will turn. Right, you know? yeah. And that's so, like, we're living in, I know, again, everybody says this, but I think it's true. <laughs> None of us have been alive a hundred years, but it does feel like this is an absurdly crazy time in the world. Right? Like, on every level. Yeah. How do you feel about that as a mom? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. It, uh, yeah. How do you? I mean, it's <laughs> like, it, it's scary. How old are your kids and boys, girls? I have two boys. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And oh. you guys have... I have a four-year-old boy and a seven-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So similar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have one girl. I'm the girl. Yeah. She's eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yes. I mean, I, I'll i be honest. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. scared. 
Yeah. I, but, and, and that's like, to your point, it's like, okay, you have to trust that the next day is going to be different. And also selfishly, it does bring a bit of like, as any parent or caregiver knows, like seeing the world through their eyes right. is, yeah. you know, in, in their good moments can be like, you know, really joyful. Yes. But it's also, it's scary. When they yeah. ask all the questions. So my, my, you know, oh. my daughter does this thing where if she sees something, she needs an explanation. Like, what are the reasons or why is this happening? Or like, mm-hmm. she was in a McDonald's bathroom yesterday and there was a woman, her and her friend were in there and there was a woman in the stall, you know, and she was there for a very long time. They ate their meal, whatever. They go back in. She's still in the stall. And I'm like, you know, we're like, oh my God, like, is this, is this a, is she alive? Like, no. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and then she, there were like a lot of bags with the woman and whatnot. Yep. I'm, I'm assuming yep. maybe she was unhoused. But anyway, the, the girls wouldn't give it up all day. Why right. was she there? Why right. was she in the stall? What do you think happened? Why was she there for so long? You know, and there's all these questions. Yep. And a lot of the time, you can't answer them. You know? Yep. We're constantly coming up with things to try to fulfill this, you know, curiosity. And a lot of the times, I I personally think I fail. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, 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 from an outside perspective, I'm sure that you do not. But yeah, <laughs> for me personally, yes, that's it. It's like it's explaining things. It's like, I, you know, I, it's every little detail. And my, my mm-hmm. brother and my sister-in-law had a baby yesterday. So I have a niece oh. and then... So all these questions, like she saw the umbilical cord, like what was left of it. And Briar, my daughter is asking all these questions and, you know, there's just a lot of questions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the questions are endless. endless. I have the answers to none of them. Yeah. I, I want to know, like did our, I feel that my parents and I have great parents, they're listening. I guarantee you. So they're great. <laughs> and no, they are great. And I felt if I asked a question, the answer was given so confidently. And yeah. like, I I absolutely, I mean, believed it. And it seemed to be like, um, I don't remember them ever feeling or acting, I should say, surprised by a question. They had to be. They had to be, right? They had to be. Had to be. They are like, I guess, the finest performers because <laughs> I do feel like when my kids ask me a question, I'm like a deer in headlights. And I don't, I stumble. <laughs> I'm like, Right? All the time. Because they yes. catch you off guard. Yeah. They catch you when you absolutely don't expect it. And Oh, yeah. And the question's out of, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's out of nowhere. And it's- oh, out of nowhere. I, I don't know the answer. Every time. I have a video of my daughter at three years old across <laughs> the table. We're literally talking about crayons or whatever. And she was like, Mom, how are humans here- if like they didn't have grandparents or parents to make them, how did the first human get here? And she's three years old. And I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. There's lots of ideas. Yeah. There's lots of it. We, this wasn't even at church. We were at a museum and there was a crucifix. And so I went straight into it though. I was like, well, I I went into it. (laughs) I, I mean, there was no, it was, it was bath time. James asked about like why he was on the cross. And I, I don't know why I felt like I just gave the full explanation that I know of, which is that, um, you know, Jesus was nailed to a cross. People used to be crucified back in the (laughs) It's so harsh when you say it, right? Oh, oh, that's just it. (laughs) Yeah. And what you say, I don't know where everyone is on religion, but when you describe, I'm Catholic. Yeah. And when I describe, I'm raising my kids Catholic. And when I 
and tell him about Easter. I mean, it sounds insane. Right. My <laughs> son is in Catholic school too. And he'll yeah. come and he'll ask these questions. And I'm like, right. And while I'm explaining to you, I understand this sounds intense. Like, <laughs> it sounds intense. But as children, like, it, I, I feel like they're so much more adaptable. Right. Like, they really are. And and that's the thing too, Rachel, like as you were saying the thing about the bathroom, I love that she still has that curiosity and that our children aren't numb to these things. And they see something like that and go, what happened? And right. I hope that we all have actually a little bit more of that instead right. of just walking by and being like, well, just use another bathroom stall. Right. Like what right. happened? Like, what can we do? What is going right. on? Like, right. I feel like those questions should still survive in us. You're absolutely right. I mean, because in the other case, you are essentially jaded. Mm-hmm. And because it does take energy and attention to think of those yeah. things. Right, right. Yeah. I'm curious. But I love that your son didn't ask when you were at the museum and he no. saw it. Right. He saved it for bath time. That's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't do not do it when it's relevant. Right. Catch me off guard. Oh, by the way, when I'm already like totally stressed, it's the end of the day, right? It's the most, oh, for yeah. me, the most stressful time Bedtime, of day. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really cute is that I heard my son, I don't know if I told this. I think I told you this, Rachel, but my son, our, our friend was here and they're the same age. They're both seven or eight. And my son comes out and he goes to his friend, Ivan, and goes, um, do you believe in God? And Ivan goes, no. And Elliot's like, do you believe in holy water? And Ivan's like, no. And Elliot's like, oh, well, I do because I was told that if I dip my hands in holy water and do the cross, the crucifix, that it'll take away my negative thinking. And Ivan's like, okay. And Elliot's like, and I did it. I used to hate PE. And I was so nervous and so scared every day to do PE. And at mass, I would do the holy water and the cross. And now I love PE. It took away my negative thinking. And Ivan goes, well, that's cool. It could also be your thoughts convincing your body. And I just stayed out of it and watched these two seven-year-olds have this total, you know, philosophical discussion on belief. And I was like, this is so cool. To yeah. witness them like navigating it and having their own thoughts and being okay with it. Yep. Right. Anywho. I mean, that is extraordinary. And for you to be a witness to that, because it's like, and also how smart are these two boys? Right. right. That, it's like really sophisticated, I feel. It's also hard to not as a mom, like I wanted Elliot to feel safe and confident in his choice and not be talked out of it if it's what he believed. And Mm -hmm. I had to be like, take a back seat. Like these kids got it. Like I don't need to intervene and like let him know one way's right, one way. Like how do you do that? Like how do you sit there and let them form their own beliefs and not try and like manipulate it? Oh, I know. Right. Oh, that is so tricky. I recently decided I don't want to read any more blogs or like, I guess, parenting advice from parents unless they have like grown children who seem well-adjusted. Right. Because, right? Because <laughs> otherwise, so we're all just guessing. Right. Right? I mean, and so it's, and maybe those parents were guessing too, but whatever they did probably worked 
But that's just it. It's so hard. I don't know if it's our, like, the parenting culture we're in now, but it does feel hard to sit back and let, like, they've got this and not be... Yeah, because it's so much like control, right? Like you want to be able to control everything and the environment they're in and what they're exposed to and how they're feeling or thinking. And you can't help, well, at least, I mean, for me, it's really hard to relinquish control when it comes to your kids because you're just so, you know, focused on trying to make them the best human they can be. And Mm -hmm. it's a really challenging job because Mm -hmm. how many times you're like, oh, I totally fucked up. Like, I lied. And how many like, you know, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. And, you know, whatever. I don't know who they is, but they say, okay, (laughs) you know, like, go easy on yourself. Like, it's a hard job. But I it's first of all, it's it's I'm not complaining. I'm just (laughs) saying it is relentless. It is constant. You're never like not a parent. And the idea that like, I can't believe just anyone can have kids because it's like the idea that you're right with the, you know, tool. It's, it's such a minefield. And it's one thing, it's so funny or it's just interesting. Like when they're babies, they're babies. They, the main thing is, okay, how do I keep this baby fed and sleeping and clean? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, and we all have like kids about the same age. I can't, like once they're in high school, I don't even know. Like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Beyond our control. Way it's beyond. Way beyond. And, and then terrifying. they will want to rebel. That's terrifying. They have to. It's written in them too. Yep. It's part of their development. Right. Yep. But to rebel. But also I think creating like a healthy space to openly talk about things and not be too, you know, this is just my personal opinion, but strict with certain things like, you know, sugar or whatever. Like, of course right. you're going to monitor it. But like, you know, some people that just take it away completely, I feel like can have the opposite effect. This is totally yeah. just my opinion and I'm not yep. shaming or judging. But I know. <laughs> headlines. But I'm Rachel's right. Sugar no, I'm shaming. <laughs> I know. I'm sugar shaming now. You're sugar no. shaming. <laughs> At no. least it's no. not sex. So great. Have fun. You know, right? <laughs> but like, I just think that, <laughs> and you know, I know sugar is not good. <laughs> but so good. It's so good. But like, it's I just so think, good. It's, yeah, it's so good. Yep. But when it's taken away completely, it's just an example of like, Oh, totally. That whole thing. Yep. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. When you've met your therapy goals or simply want to cancel, Talkspace has a simple cancellation process and will work with you to get a prorated refund or unused time, if possible. I'm a big fan of therapy. I'm a big fan of accessible therapy. Talkspace makes it so easy, and you can do it from the comfort of your home. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist, but why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Getting started is the important part. Talkspace makes it easy and affordable. Talkspace lets you send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. 
As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ideas. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ideas to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I love HelloFresh. I love that everything comes ready to cook. I made this week balsamic rosemary chicken with garlic toast and broccoli, and my daughter and I both loved it. So family-friendly, approved. Take a bite out of summer with HelloFresh. From chef-crafted seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. Looking to eat well this summer? Well, I know I am. HelloFresh's menu features calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch food goals with flavorful recipes that leave you feeling satisfied. When you need dinner fast, which I always do, and you don't want to call for delivery, think HelloFresh. Their fast and fresh recipes are ready in just 15 minutes or less. Plus, HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. That's right. You heard it here, folks. I am a fan of the fast dinner. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Ideas50 and use code Ideas50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Ideas50. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I constantly have this discussion with my husband, which is that I have, again, it's like, who is they? I've read that, you know, your frontal lobe or whatever in your brain is not fully developed. Sometimes I hear it's like 18. Sometimes I hear it's like 35. I don't know. But that your reasoning is not, your ability to reason is not um, fully formed for a while. Okay. So I'll take different tacks. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'll try to explain to my six-year-old why something can't happen or why you have to stop watching TV or whatever it is. And then if that's not working, I do have to revert to just, it's that, it's like you're turning into your own mom, but where you're yep. just like, because I said so. Like, that's right. why, that's why right. I've run out of reasons. <laughs> because I said so. Yeah. I, yeah. I tell my kid all the time, this is what I've started to do. I need you to trust me. That's good. Because the truth of the matter is, if it was up to me, I'd let you watch TV all day. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. However, it's my job to take care of your brain. And the doctors and the scientists tell me that mm-hmm. that's not good for your brain. So as your mom, it is my job to take care of you. And I have to trust the experts on this. I like that. That's what I say. I love that. And that he can understand. I'm yeah. like, so you can be mad. I can be mad. I don't want to take away your iPad. I don't want to take away the TV. Yep. It's hard for me to do. And it's hard for you to do, but it's my job. And you got to trust me as your mom. Yeah. And by the way, they respect that more when it's coming from someone else. Like, oh, yeah. If yeah. it's a doctor exactly. or a scientist. Oh, yeah. It, I've noticed this recently has, has really resonated with my three-year-old. If their teacher is going to find out about it or if their teacher says to do it, <laughs> yeah, they do it. Right. So right. it's like, whatever works. Yeah, whatever figure you can use. Yep. <laughs> An implant. Yeah. And none of it's lies. The 
Science no. is out. They don't want you on that much screen or they don't want yep. this much sugar in your body. And yep. it's right. I'm, I'm just, you know, a faithful messenger. That's, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's your I, And then you're kind of a united front against the science. Oh, these scientists. I know, right. I know, but we got to do what they say. Like, right. I really like that strategy. Yeah, I think that's smart, you know, because yeah. they'll always listen to someone else, even or if you could just have someone in your house to be like, hey, go tell my kid, right. <laughs> you yes. know, yes. then they'll listen. Yes. It's just not you. Right. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I keep getting to this point where and it is a question of picking your battles because. You do <laughs> like yeah. you would be exhausted by I mean. I, I've started now. Who was it? Somebody got in trouble for saying they didn't bathe their kids every night. I, I oh, know you're yeah. talking about bathing. Oh, kids. I think yeah. it was Mila Kunis yeah. and Ashton Kutcher. Ashton, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And I completely understand that. Me and, too. and I've come to, I, for some reason, I had in my head, because it's like part of more that it's part of a routine. It wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. about cleaning them. It was about right. like keeping the routine. routine. Yeah. But guess what? It's like a lot less stressful if they don't take baths some nights for everyone. It's just like, just get them into PJs and yeah. Yeah. And do you know, and everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And I realized so much of this is I'm like, Oh, in that, in those moments, I'm like, Oh, this is about me. I wanted to have control over that situation. So if you do, like you said, Rachel relinquish Uh control, it's like, Oh, okay. This is a net positive. Like, right. You know, it actually is doing more good than harm. (laughs) Right. Right. Like everything's always okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can get so fixated on like, oh, this didn't happen or this needs to go this way. Or, you know, if she has her iPad today and we have to go on a plane, then she's not going to like use Uh, it. And like you just, the freak outs, right? Like just like the spirals because I mean, I can do that all the time. But it's about control. And you're like, oh, if I just surrender it. And it's like, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. They might be a little dirty. They're going to be okay. But it'll be fine. In real time, seeing them go again from like baby to person. Yeah. And thinking, oh, I need to, because that shifts, like, you know, I still, it's like wiping them. Like when they go to the bathroom, like I'm like, so I don't know when exactly, I just am in control of that situation still. And (laughs) I'm like, well, when? Oh yeah. You know? And so it starts, you just become, you know, trained to do certain things for your baby. And then I can totally see like a failure to launch situation because if the parent just refuses or just doesn't let them become independent, you know, it's... I know. I think they... I I just noticed this recently because my youngest has special needs. So he's delayed, right? Mm -hmm. Four years old. We got him going on the potty this week. Mm -hmm. And it's like such a big deal. That's great. People would always say, like, they'll get there when they get there, mm-hmm. you know? And I'd be like, well, how was that? He shows zero interest, you know? Right. And then one day right. we pulled out the potty and he went. And yes. I was like, what an example of they get there when they get there. And yep. like, how can we let them show us when they're ready for things instead yep. of us trying so hard right. to, you know what control I mean? Control it. Yeah. To control it. And yeah. it's like, trust me, when they go to a party and you're not there, He's going to want to wipe his butt. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're going to be ready. Or he's not. And you're going to have the situation later. That situation. (laughs) And then he will be. Yes. Yep. We had, and I will always and forever blame the pandemic for this, even though I think it would have happened anyway. But we were like moving 
around during the pandemic. And I mean, just like we were in St. Louis and we would like go to available houses when they became available. Right. And that sounds really <laughs> weird. We were, I'm like, we are you want to go store? store. <laughs> I was like, we were just moving, moving around. We were in our BW bus. What are those? Anyway, no, we would, we were, we were like hunkering down in St. Louis where I grew up. And so Anyway, we moved around a few times because we wore out our welcome at some places. And so my kids were like, you know, shifting actual bedrooms and stuff. So that's just it. Like it became a thing where like very often we were just all in the same bed at like, you know, yeah. Willy Wonka, whatever. And I was like, this has got to change. Like right. once, you know, the pandemic waned and it, things were getting back to normal and it wasn't changing. And then... Just like you're talking about, Olivia, one day my son was like, I don't want to fall asleep with anyone. I need to fall asleep by myself. And I have to believe I've been waiting for this, for someone to say something at school to them. Because I feel like that's the only, just a little bit of mild, you know, benign shaming in school. Like from from a (laughs) classmate, right? Not nothing. And so, you know, just like, oh, your mom falls asleep with you or something like that. That's all. I don't know if that happened or not. I'll never know. All I know is just, it was like that though. Yeah, it really it was clicked. one night. Yeah. So all that to say, they'll do it when they're ready. They yeah. will, but th- I have the opposite effect where I'm like mad <laughs> that something happened. I know. You know, like, so she obviously got influenced at school and she won't kiss me. She's <gasps> done. Oh yeah. This has been going on for like this year, Olivia. Yeah. What? I did oh, yeah. not know this. Yeah, oh. she won't kiss me. She won't kiss her parents anymore. I know. I'm, I'm dead. I'm sorry. I know. No, it's hard. She's so affectionate and so yep. cuddly and always on me and hugging me and everything. She will not kiss anymore. It's now, heartbreaking. Have oh, you asked? Man. I mean, you can't. Can you yeah, but she's like, her? I don't. She's like, I don't know. I just don't want to. But I notice uh, that her friends that she's closest with at school uh-huh. won't kiss their parents. Right. It's a thing. So it's a thing. And I'm like, what the uh, hell, man? Yeah. You know, I'd, I, heartbreaking. Oh, that's hard. She still sleeps in bed with me. Like she can't yeah. be without me. Like cuddle right. everything. I'm like, but the kissing, that's where she draws the line. Yep. That has to have been something yep. that was said. I completely agree. Those things destroy me. I mean, destroy. those are, and, and I'm in the, I think the Santa Claus, I think they're both like on board for Santa Claus still on um, that, like yep. sort yeah. of. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. also very confusing to me. Right? I know. Well, it's here. Hard. Oh, it's oh, hard. At the, at the breakfast table, Bri- or at the, whenever it was, it was, after school, and her friend was like, I don't believe in Santa. It's your parents. Da, 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 doing that whole thing. No. Briars, I, I still believe. She's like, Mom, pinky swear right now that <gasps> Santa's real. You know? Oh, and I'm no. like, fuck, how do I handle this? Because then you run into oh. later in life, like, I lied to my child uh-huh. and she's going to call me out. Yeah. So I already thought, I crossed my toes under the table. So when I pinky promised, mm-hmm. my toes were crossed. <laughs> so if I ever have to explain it, yep, yep, I'll That's say that you have your bases covered. I know it's yeah, I mean, I had to cover my bases, but no, it was like this thing, and you're like, they're gonna find out that you lied to them. So I actually love. There's someone who told me this, and they did this. They're like, because they knew their kid was gonna be destroyed more that they were lied to for so long. And she said, "Well, I think a very long time ago in history, Santa did exist." But when he passed on, he left it in the parents' hands. Oh, I, 
I, th- right? That's and I was fantastic. like, who said this? A friend of yours? Or you read uh, this relative, in like a Santa Sorry, expert. a relative. Yeah. No, no, no. Like a Santa expert. Yeah, a Santa, Santa himself. Yeah, yeah, Santa yeah, himself. yeah, yeah. He d- but let me know. I, yeah, he that's let me know. brilliant. I'm like, that's actually really, I mean, it's another lie, but like, it's also, well, it's a story. And maybe it's a, that. Yeah, yep. You know, so you're not, Lie. Olivia's like that's just another lie. You're sweet. Well, you know, snowballing lies. Like because because the lies end. I try yeah. really hard not <laughs> to lie to my kids or anyone. It's like a thing, but with Santa, I mean, Tooth Fairy, all of it, Easter Bunny. Oh, the Easter. Okay. Well, I have met. Okay, first I want to know you have met the Easter Bunny. <laughs> She's like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I have some thoughts because it was Easter was the more recent holiday. Yeah, I found myself at a complete. Do you know what I said? And this is I don't know what you anyone will think of this. I find the Easter Bunny so very confusing. As <laughs> I did as a kid, I I do as an adult. I don't understand why this mythology exists. Santa Claus makes sense to me. He's yeah. a person. He's a jolly fellow and he's, you know, <laughs> spreading generosity. This, that's, I get it. And the Easter bunny is confusing because a large Easter bunny doesn't exist, right? Like right. we don't see them. Right. We see old men and we don't yeah. see. So I, I did just say, I was like, to be honest, James, the Easter bunny is confusing to me because it is. And it's like, we just never really got too into it because also it's, again, we're in an apartment building and it's like, how? What he took the elevator, like it doesn't right, make any right, sense, right? But it is such a like both Santa and these. It's a I, there have to be parents who don't acknowledge Santa, right? Who celebrate Christmas but yes, acknowledge, right? I, I mean, I would imagine. I would imagine, and that feels wrong. I don't know. I know. I'm it just does. kidding. I'm no, shaming everybody. No, I'm it's shaming does. the non-Santas because it's like. I know. It's the best it's so feeling hard. in the world is a the kid. best feeling in the world. I can't I rob them of that. No. no. Do you remember? Like, I don't know if you grew up with like yeah. Santa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It I remember magical. when I. It was magical. And I remember when I figured it out. I think I was seven years old and I had an older brother and it just clicked one year. Oh. And it's such a bummer. Yeah. And I, you know, I just want to hold on to it for as long. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. No. And it's fun to like, frankly, it's fun for us. I mean, even though we're lying, it's like fun to hide the presents right. and so to like reveal them. And Oh my God. Setting it all up. Yeah. There's not, what's more joyous. And then like I know. seeing your kids in the more, I mean, I wish no one told me. I wish I still, you know, I, I we just should just resurrect believe. Santa and make him, I know. you know, well, I mean, one. right now, now Olivia, you, when you say you don't, I mean, nobody likes lying to their kids. Do, are you very strict about that? I mean, I don't lie to my kids. So, uh, l- let me be clear. What I mean, like, is <laughs> no, there I know something? What you mean. Yeah, I try. Like, I will do my very best to find a truthful answer mm-hmm. because I feel like if we try, there's always right a way. Yeah, to, to say it without lying. Yeah, I try. Well, I know. Yeah. Rachel's like, well, well, I know all we really, (laughs) we really talk about this a lot. We do trying not to lie. It's a, it's a thing, like a habit you're, you try to break, right? Cause you can so easily fall into the, like the easiest answer and all of it. And yeah, you know, I tried like last night, I was going to lie to my daughter that I went and met my niece before her. I forgot to take my name tag off of my sweatshirt. So when I got home, she was like, where were you? Did you go to the hospital? Oh. 
And at first I was like, well, no, the visiting hours were over and I didn't get it, you know? And I started like just, and then I was like, I did. I did. Yeah. I'm going to take you tomorrow. See, I like that. And I told her that her big cousin's coming and she was fine. But she immediately, was. just yeah, she was fine. Yeah. That's a lesson for me because you automatically go into panic mode. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I took, you know what I mean? Busted. Yep. Name yep. tag. I mean, yep. amateur and move. It, honestly, <laughs> yeah. It, it Not amateur move because you're, well, for me, it's often self-preservation because I don't want to deal with a tantrum and I don't, right. don't want to deal with the emotions. Right. That's a very good, I won't say lesson, but that's a very good um, example because, yeah, kids can handle it. And by the way, they have to. Like that's, that's, that's my yeah. point. Okay, right. here's another example. Olivia, you'll appreciate this. So I've been very, we've been very protective of these girls who are all friends in her school. Like one will go off and have a sleepover and you don't want the other one to know and da, 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 da. And so one day, like her friend just straight up lied and was like, I'm not having a sleepover with her and like pinkies, whatever. We got in the car and I was like, you know, I said something and I'm like, they're having a sleepover together. And Briar was so upset, cried, mad. And I said, you feel your feelings. I totally understand it's disappointing. Everybody takes turns. You get a sleepover, they get a sleepover. But it's way more important to be honest. That's right. Instead of sparing feelings. Right. And just like in life, you're going to have to learn how to deal with this shit. That's so it's it. Like, That's it. So I was just straight up and she was so upset. And it was hard to see, but also, I know. you know. It, then life is going to be like a little rough. I mean, right. if that, if that, you know, well, it's rough anyway, but right. that's a hard lesson to yeah. learn because, as yeah. a parent. Yeah. Because you just want to sure. protect them from everything. Always. But it, but it's the opposite effect, right? Long term. I know. Term. And that's the way I look at it. I'm like, if I protect my kids from disappointment, I'm not teaching them how to use their vehicle. And when right. life really does get challenging, as it will, because it does for every single human, if they don't have the tools to work through these things, they're going to suffer. Right. And so yeah. the more I can just use each disappointment as an opportunity to just be like, hey, yeah, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yep. I'm going to be here for you through that hurt. And this is friendship and this is life and I've got you. Mm-hmm. And if we guard them from that, I feel like what we're doing is actually damaging. Right. Absolutely. And that's really hard to learn. Because yeah. It just goes against... I, again, I don't know if it's, for me, I, I do recognize sometimes when I'm like, whatever, give them the lollipop so they don't cry. I mean, yeah. it's a very basic, sure. very basic yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah. And that's just to protect my <laughs> right. like, sanity. Ears. Of course. But, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. it is also um, in the long run. Yeah, you got to, oh, that's painful. It is the hardest job. Raising a human. It's oh. like in an insane it's an insane job description. Oh my God. It is. <laughs> it is. I, it absolutely yeah. is. Elliot and that same friend um, that he had his little religious conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got in their first fight and they've been best friends forever, but they got in their first fight because of an iPad game or something. And yeah. he got off the iPad and he was crying hysterically. And he said, Ivan doesn't want to play with me anymore. And... I was like, well, he's just having a feeling. He's just expressing his feeling. And then later he's like, my heart is broken. And he's like, my heart is actually broken. And I was like, oh my God, I want to make this go away. Yeah. And instead I was just like, I get it. And he's like, do you fight with your friends? 
And I said, of course, I, of course. And he wanted me to tell him my last oh. fight. What was it? <laughs> I said, well, Rachel was being a dick about you. <laughs> get, get him on your side immediately. Okay, first first move. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, but we talked about it. And then it became a, like a little bonding thing, you know? And I was yeah. like, you just want to put a straw in them and suck their feelings out and take them away, <gasps> right? Uh, yep, yep. The perfect way to put it. That is. And yeah. like so so many of us do, but then it's for for what? Like again, long term. I don't know. I haven't had those conversations yet. I haven't had like, oh, I got into a fight. I've had like my feelings are hurt. You know, somebody says something in the playground that upset me, blah, blah, blah. And it's so fascinating to see them react as people and not like they're not, I keep bringing up the baby piece of it, but that it's, they're not right babies. My friend said this once before I had kids and it made me laugh because she was like, the quote was this, which was, it's hard being a baby. And I was like, is it? <laughs> you had everything done for you. She had just had a baby. And she was like, her point being that you're in control of nothing. You're completely dependent. And so it's like, as they become people, it's like, it has to be. So I understand where the tantrum's coming from. Because you control so little in your life. Like, it's just, you have none. And I think for so long, it's, or for a while anyway, in our culture, it's been the thought that like, yeah, you don't have control. Get with the program, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I understand that frustration. Not that I'm uh, brilliant, but I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You can't control what you have for lunch. I mean, I can give you two choices, but you can't really control (laughs) it. You can't control, you know, so I- (laughs) <laughs> Look at me. I'm like, I understand. I understand. Everything. I, I talk baby. I get I just solved it. Yeah. I speak yeah. baby. You solved it. <laughs> yeah. I solved it. Right here. But oh it, I get it. It is hard being a baby. It is hard being That's a baby. That's gonna be my next book. It's there hard being go. a baby. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. I would read it. <laughs> yeah. Growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But as I got older, I had to watch out for sugar and empty carbs. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but high protein and less sugar. I love that it has all the nostalgic flavors that I loved as a kid, but now I can eat it and feel good about it. Magic Spoon comes in a variety pack. The four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. Only 140 calories a serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. My favorite is the frosted because it takes me back to my favorite childhood cereal. I'm a big fan. Go to magicspoon.com slash ideas to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code ideas at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash ideas and use the code ideas to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Broad Ideas is sponsored by Blissey. So I've been sleeping on this Blissey pillowcase, and let me tell you, I did not know that a pillowcase could feel so good and make such a big difference in my life. It's not only my life, it's my daughter's life, because let me tell you, coming through those knots in the morning was not fun. Blissey 
has been a game changer. Listen, sleep better this summer with Blissey's award-winning 100% Mulberry Silk pillowcases. Silk is honestly the best way to sleep this summer. Blissey Silk pillowcases are temperature-regulating and have naturally insulating properties, so if you sweat and overheat while you sleep, Blissey is for you. There are a lot of dupes out there that claim satin can be an alternative to silk, but that is not the case. Satin is made from synthetic fibers like polyester, while silk is a luxurious all-natural fiber. Because it's synthetic, it also traps heat and moisture. So if you run warm, it pulls the sweat and heat around your face while you sleep. Silk is more breathable. Moisture wicking and gentle, it's also more durable and long-lasting. Think of it as an investment in getting better sleep and waking up feeling ready to take on the day. Blissey pillowcases are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic. Yes, and they are machine washable, okay? Hypoallergenic, didn't know. You could find it in a pillowcase, but you can now with Blissey. It's not just dogs, people. It's a pillowcase. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now, risk-free, for 60 nights at blissy.com slash Rachel and get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash Rachel and use code Rachel to get an additional 30% off sleep cooler this summer with Blissy. Like in your career, I think it's the same thing, right? It's like you have so little control as an artist, as an actress, as a comedian, as a writer, all these things. But then there's the things you do have control over that you choose. Okay, I can put my attention here. And I feel like you've done a brilliant job of that as far as the trajectory of your career and what you've done. You're extremely gracious to say that. And I thought you were when I was nodding like, enthusiastically, yes, I, I, I also amazing. thought you meant all of us. I was like, I, I speak baby and I am amazing. No, I, I do. I, I, on behalf of all of us as artists, it does feel like so. And that that baby piece comes in all the time where you're like, baby wants control. <laughs> right. Because so much of it is out of our control. That's why, that's another thing, not to bring it back to, you know, uh, podcast, but being a host of your own show, being a writer, being a producer, like those things that are within your control are, do feel, they feel more satisfying, right? Right. Because it's like, right. it is hard to feel, I think certain things you like acknowledge the great parts of, well, whatever situation, in this case, a job. Uh-huh. And then you also acknowledge, oh yeah, but the price is that like, I don't have maybe as much control or, or right. say as you might want. But then- to your point of identifying what it is that you can control. And that feels helpful in all aspects of life. Right. Because it's, right. you know, it's, oh, we control so little. Although I think that I have control over our podcast and then you see what gets out there and apparently I have no control. So, sorry, you know. <laughs> but that is so, un, I mean, I don't want to say the word unfair, but I will because it's like, come on, guys. I know. I'm just like, at this point, you know, they've decided to pinpoint me in this certain area as this certain thing. And I'm just like, oh, God. Okay. I'm sorry. I, can, I, I mean, can fight I, it. I can ignore it. You know, there's like many ways to go. And I'm just right. like, well, never talking again. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. So don't do that. Right. You must talk again. So it's like, for me, I always feel like, and I don't know 
It's like everything passes. So it's right. And, and in our insane media culture, it's I like, ugh, I have to stay off Spanish Instagram. Or, yes. You know what I mean? For like I'm the so, next yep. couple weeks. Like I'll do that. Anytime one of these things gets out that I go, oh my God, like die over. But, I just don't look on Instagram. That, do you know how much that helps? It helps, it helps so much. It helps Absolutely. a lot. I yes. know. Yeah. Oh, I totally, I'm glad you're doing that because I, I, and I don't mean to like identify what you, but I, I, I understand the feeling and it's like, if you just focus on your immediate, like the real people in your life right. and, and the people who are like immediately near you and stay off. It's so, it's, yeah. it's helpful. Right. It's like just, yes, I agree. It's just crazy. It's so, it's, it's such a crazy it's time in it's terms such of a like, crazy time. I people never used to like, like the press wouldn't expose things like in the, <laughs> you guys, I was just watching a JFK documentary, but right. I was, there was like, they just didn't talk about his affairs. They just didn't talk right. about it. So it was like certain things were just right. like out of the press. They didn't talk. They had respect for like their How privacy. Great. Imagine in this day imagine, and age. Imagine. Imagine. I mean, well, look at Clinton. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's I know. Just, oh, uh, yeah. And now with social media, my goodness. Social media, everything is just, but the, but the only upside is that there's so much that nobody can remain focused for too long. There's way too much. <laughs> we want to ask you some fun questions. All right. <laughs> um, if you had to adopt one celebrity, who would it be? Oh, one celebrity? Oh, oh yeah. Let me think. If I do adopt one celebrity. They're like yours now, you know, you're adopting them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are they, and they're in my family yeah. now. Yeah, They're like then they live with mm-hmm. you. Um. Oh, I guess it's Colin Firth. Oh, okay. Oh. Why? Yeah, every everybody yeah. got very surprised by that answer. Oh, because I feel like he would bring such a degree. First of all, I thought it was a pretty non-controversial mm-hmm. pick. Second, that's the, part, that's the main reason. Right, right. But the second reason is I feel that he would up the level of like elegance in my wow. household. Oh. And, and, and in terms, listen to me, Bath time, I don't think there'd be any messing around. I feel like Colin Firth would say, you know, here's what's going on. This is the schedule for the evening. We'll be lights out at eight. Done. Dude. Okay. It's Colin Firth. You're brilliant. Oh my That's God. a brilliant answer. Brilliant. Thanks, so guys. good. So good. Thinking it through on the fly. Thank you. That leads us to what's your ideal bedtime? I mean, that, that's oh, fitting. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is tricky. Do you know what? Before kids, my ideal bedtime was literally 8.30. Like I loved going to bed early and getting, is yeah. that crazy? Before no, I kids, love that. About. Before. Yeah. Right. And now I feel, do you have that thing at the end of the day where you're like, no, 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 no. I, 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 it's like revenge on like all of the time your day has taken from you. So I will stay up late doing nothing just right. because I want time to yeah. myself. So I'd say my ideal bedtime is 10. It's yeah. not that late. That's late for <laughs> no, me. That's late to me. I, I'm late. 30. I force myself to stay awake until 10. So I know I will sleep through until at least 5.30. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's gotten to that point. Wait, Rachel, who would you adopt? Yeah. Oh. Curious. I have, oh, that's going to be a lot. I feel like I want a comedian. Mm. Like, just because they could just walk around the house and just. <gasps> oh, what about, what's his name who does Dateline? What's his name? What? <laughs> Why would you adopt yeah, him? What's his name? Because he could just walk around behind me throughout the house and narrate everything. And I feel like that would be really You wouldn't be scared all the time? Yes. Oh, I would be scared all the time, but I'm scared all the time anyways. Like, I'm convinced that someone's going to come Got kill it. me. I mean, anyway. Okay. Oh, my God. Why am I blanking on his name? 
I can't remember his oh, name. You know. Um, anyway, any- whatever. What about you, Olivia? You know, the first person that came to mind was honestly Aubrey Plaza. Because I feel oh, like yeah. she would make uh, the perfect, yes. like, kind of... Roommate? No. I feel like she'd be, like, the teenage-ish, even though she's not a teenager. I feel like she'd be the sister my kids need, you know? Oh! Yeah. Oh, that's... You just a, added a yeah, whole I other... Like that. I just realized that Briar's probably going to be terrified with... <laughs> What's his Do name? Walking around, following. Me. I'm gonna look it but up. What is his name? I yeah, almost we'll said Ken Jennings, but that's yeah. the Jeopardy guy. That's the Jeopardy also, guy. You could. I wouldn't mind. No, he'd be fine. Here's the thing. I sort of thought, yeah, it's like if it, it's a different question. If you didn't have kids, Very who would you adopt? Is going to be different than if you do have kids. Oh yes. Is it Keith Morrison? Keith that's Morrison. Him. That's who. I'm, I, I, there we go. See, I did not come you're up right. with that. Um, yeah, that's that's, the that's who you're that's talking about. Keith Morrison. Yep. That's who's following me around. You also want someone. He's seen it all. He's he heard has it all. Seen it all. Nothing's gonna phase nope. him, right? right? I mean, he's yeah. ready. He's yeah. ready for this. Yeah. yeah, that's what. That's what. That's the piece of Colin Firth <laughs> that I, uh, the character piece that I like because it's he's um unflappable. So yeah. I like no, that. that was smart. And I totally understand having Aubrey as like, even yeah. though she's not a teenager, having that energy for sure. And also, she'd be someone you could. Yeah. Lean on. Right. So I get it. I get it. I love how all of our answers are um, reflective of what we need. Also, none of them are like, when you say adopt, you do think like, oh, who's like a fun kid to have? But we all gave like fully Humans. grown. Yeah. They were very well evolved and thoughtful answers, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Aubrey <laughs> would just turn the TV off and be like, no, it's off. Yeah. You do need that outside influence. Absolutely. It just doesn't matter. If it's you, it's just they're not. Nope. Just like, no. no now we have you. people that we can go to to tell them what right. to we do. We need them. See, it's all come yep. full circle. Yep. We need them. Yep. Keith Morrison's going to be like Briar. Yeah, Briar. <laughs> oh, I die. Okay. okay. If you had to pick a song to play every time you walked into a room, what would it be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what song I've been listening to? Okay, so it was on I have the Peloton app. I run to Peloton a lot. So it was on one of Robin Arzone's mixes. And it was uh None of Your Business by Salt and Papa. <gasps> and it is I such a good song, you guys. It is so and you guys listen to those lyrics because they are so helpful. <laughs> They're just like, it's not your business. Oh like, it's my business. Anything I want to do. And then at the very end, it's like, only let God in heaven will be the, will be the judge. <laughs> and you are, you cannot judge. It gets a little uh, spiritual. <laughs> but um, the beat is great. It announces like your energy before you even get oh into the God. room. So yeah, I, I think it. it'd be none of your business. I love every right? time Ellie's walking yeah. and then none of your business just starts bumping. <laughs> <laughs> the two totally like, Separate identities, but they're coming together and it's none of your business. <laughs> yep. What's your favorite junk food? Oh, that's a hard one because my favorite is ice cream. But you guys, as I've become like older, I can't have as much without feeling like bloated. I used to be able to have so much and feel fine. So now my favorite junk food is animal crackers. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love I it. I love animal crackers. Uh, right? It sounds really good. And it's not, I don't mean the... um like, yeah. I don't mean the circus no, animal. No, not the frosted I mean one. The, you mean the legit yeah. 
OG yeah. animal, animal cracker. cracker. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly Fully with you. I ha- Stouffer's. I'm going to eat my daughter's bag. I just remembered I have one. The bag isn't enough for me. That little yeah. bag. No. I like the like tubs of them. You like the big yeah. tub? Yeah. The tub. Oh, yeah. They're cozy. The they make you feel style. like everything's going to be okay. I know. And they never end you yeah. with the tub anyway. Yeah. That's why I need the tub too. Yeah. Need the tub too. Okay. Last one. <laughs> Lou, do you want to go or should you I go? You go with the... Oh. the no, you go with, with the, the, three? the thing. Okay, so you're stranded on an island and you have three people. Okay. You have Steve Carell, John Hamm, oh. and Jack Black, but you can only keep one. Oh. Yeah. Who do you keep? <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Okay, wait. It's Steve Carell. I know. John I know. Hamm. Oh, no. Okay. Steve Jack Carell, Black. John Hamm, and Jack Black. Yep. I can only keep one, and there is an answer. I know it's hard. Uh, we didn't do you easy. It's on really this hard. One. I know. I hate to do this, but I am a very proud St. Louisan, and John Ham is—he's uh, from St. Louis. I so I—I I, those hometown bonds die hard. So by Steve Carell, by Jack Black, I think I'm keeping John Ham. That's okay. That's okay. Wasn't okay. He your yeah. teacher. He was my teacher. You guys. He. We went to the same high school. And then he oh. went to college and came back and taught. I get that. He taught theater for a year yeah. at our school. Like at high, in your high school? At my high school. I was in ninth grade at the time. He came back. And yeah, I mean, how lucky are those students? Me being one that of them. That is so cool. Did everyone have a crush on him? Everyone had a crush on okay. him. Oh my God. Because I'm I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I met him, I was like, oh, yeah. you're very handsome man. Oh, <laughs> very <laughs> handsome. Yeah, and yeah. also, by the way, you can't not see Don Draper. Like you're like, oh, you right. can't. It's Don. I mean, right. not then. Like that was before. Yeah, Don what Draper, if it was obviously. then? Though? What if I had a premonition? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like this guy. This I era like, is you. I was like this era exactly. <laughs> yeah. Since Mad Men, you can't like not. Right. It's just that presence. So you yeah. can't unsee. Yeah, it. and he's so nice, yeah. right? Well, that's just the irritating thing, right? Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he's just nice, and and he is very. Good to St. Louis. Like, he's just, I just Aww. feel like he's always helping out. He's just good. He's good. Yep. He's a good guy. That was a good choice then. Oh, and meet Thank me in St. Louis. Did you watch that as a kid? Sorry. Loved. Loved. Obsessed. Did you? Oh my God. <gasps> it's one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. Oh, I'm so happy you said, I love that oh. movie. We watched oh. it on, I still remember the like VHS, like, oh yeah, the tape VHS tape. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. It's so. Oh my God. And Judy Garland with her auburn hair. And I no, mean, forget mm, it. I can't. It's, and then when they end up staying, I'm like, oh, sorry, spoiler up, alert. Oh, spoiler alert from a movie from the 30s. or From whatever. the 30s, <laughs> yeah. whenever. They do stay. They, they stay in stay. St. Louis. Oh, it's because such a good movie. Because of the World's Fair. It's such a yes, to watch yes. it. I feel like oh, my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Animal Crackers and Mimi and St. Animal Louis. Crack- done. And we're done. Oh, we're done. here. Oh my God, this has been so much fun. We're so excited for Born to Love. We can't wait to listen. Thank you very much. It was so awesome talking with you. It was lovely talking with you. I'm in such, not that I was in a bad mood, beforehand, but I'm in a, <laughs> a very good mood now. It was just a pleasure talking with you, ladies. Such a Thank pleasure. You. Absolute. Thank you for You're having me. A delight. Yes. Right back at you. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. much. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. We're going to take some personality tests. So the four Myers-Briggs types are introversion, extroversion, sensing, intuition, Thinking, feeling, and judging, perceiving. All right. Let's see if this works. Okay. This is a scale from one to five. You're going to tell me if 
here, one or five, and I'm going to tell you the endpoints on the spectrum. So okay. make lists is one, relies on memory is five. Make lists. One, two, one. three, four, five. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Skeptical or wants to believe? Wants to believe four. is five. I got it. I'm okay. thinking. Four. Bored by time alone, needs time alone. Needs time alone? Yeah. yeah. You're five? Sure. Accepts things as they are is one. Unsatisfied with the way things are five. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Keeps a clean room one. Just puts five. stuff wherever five. <laughs> Thinks robotic is an insult one. Strives to have a mechanical mind five. I don't... What? Three. I don't know. Energetic one, mellow five. I look at you when I can't answer my own I question. Know. I'm trying not to look at you because yeah, I'm trying to let you answer it yourself. Because that's again. part of it. Say it's it how again. you identify energetic, it as part of it. Energetic is one, mellow is five. Three. Prefer multiple choice test, prefer essay answer. One. Chaotic, one, organized, five. Three. Easily hurt, one. Thick-skinned, five. Ooh. That depends, because I can go either way. Then probably in the middle. Okay, I'll go three. One works best in groups. Five works best alone. One in groups. One, focus on the present. Five, focused on the future. Oof. I've really been working hard on this. I'm going to go two. One, plans far ahead. Five plans at the last minute. One. I do. Planning things, I, I plan far ahead. Just executing the next <laughs> one's executed. Um, one wants people's respect. Five wants their love. Mm, I, uh, four. Four. <laughs> one gets worn out by parties. Five gets fired up by parties. <laughs> 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 I'm like, no um two one fits in five stands out i fit in one one keeps options open five commits well it depends what we're talking about here yeah let's begin generally i commit five four <laughs> you really committed to that <laughs> one wants to be good at fixing things Five wants to be good at fixing people. I pride myself on being able to fix things. I'm just going to go two. One talks more, five listens more. <sighs> Not really good at either. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> Three. Three. One, one, when describing an event, will tell people what happened. Five, when describing an event, will tell people what it meant. Happened. One. <laughs> one gets work done right away. Five procrastinates. Five. <laughs> one follows the heart. Five follows the head. One. I, don't, I one, sound like a mess. <laughs> one stays at home. Five goes out on the town. One. One wants the big picture. Five wants the details. Two. One improvises. Five prepares. Three. One bases morality on justice. Five bases morality on compassion. Five. One finds it difficult to yell very loudly. 
<laughs> Five, yelling to others when they are far away comes naturally. Two. One, theoretical. Five, empirical. Three. Do you know what they mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> like in theory or... <laughs> Practical. Right. Um, one works hard. Five plays hard. <laughs> Three. One uncomfortable with emotions. Five values emotions. Four. One likes to perform in front of other people. <sighs> Five avoids public speaking. Four. One likes to know who, what. Five likes to know why. One. Um, your I scale. What does that mean? There's ISFX scores. Okay. What's I? I is a weak preference for introversion over extroversion. Saying she's an introvert. No, a weak, weak preference. Preference. So like a little bit introvert, but like not really. Yeah. It's a weak yeah, yeah. preference. S, a strong preference for sensing over intuition. That's so, not true. Based on those stats, it is. That's not true, though. What does that mean? She like I have a sense and versus like intuition? Sense, like practicality and like data. Nope. Like some of your answers were based on that. You do. Versus intuition. You actually do. You like... You overthink and you yeah. analyze. You like the analytical data to back your feelings. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I can see that. Um, you like data. F. <laughs> I do love weak, him from Goonies. <laughs> weak preference for feeling overthinking. I'd say that's a strong preference. <laughs> for thinking over feeling. No, feeling for over. feeling over thinking. Oh, okay. You agree well, with you me. You answered yeah, these. Yeah. So. Well, I mean. X. Balanced between judging and perceiving. Okay. That's good. And then there's this little scale. Did it define what personality type she is? She's leaning introvert, leaning sensor, more middle ground feeling. And then she's smack dab in the middle on judger versus perceiver. Hmm. This is giving, yeah, you a sliding scale. I see. From zero well, to one I would of say that's where accurate. you are. Yeah. Can you do mine real quick, Rob? Mm -hmm. I'll go fast. <laughs> <laughs> Makes list one, relies on memory five. Five. Skeptical one, wants to believe five. Five. Bored by alone time, needs alone time. Five. One, accepts things as they are. Five, unsatisfied with the way things are. Three. One, keeps a clean room. Five, puts stuff wherever. One. One, thinks robotic as an insult. Five, strives to have a mechanical mind. One. One energetic, five mellow. Three. One prefers multiple choice, five prefers essays, answers. One. One chaotic, five organized. Very organized. You are very organized. I guess four. One easily hurt, five thick skinned. I would say three. One works best in groups, five works best alone. One. One focus on the present. Five, focus in the future. Two. One, plans far ahead. Five, plans at last minute. Five. One, wants people's respect. Five, wants people's love. Five. One, gets worn out by parties. Five, gets fired up by parties. Fucking five! <laughs> One, fits in. Five, stands out. One. One, keeps option open. Five, commits. 
Four. One wants to be good at fixing things. Five wants to be good at fixing people. Five. five. <laughs> One talks more. Five listens more. Four or five. I do listen to people too. Four. A lot. A lot. Yeah. One, when describing an event, will tell people what happened. Five, will tell people what it meant. Five. One, gets work done right away. Five, procrastinates. Five. One, follows the heart. Five, follows the head. Three. One, stays at home. Five, goes out on the town. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Don't go out on the town. One no, but I big, like to go. One like, I'm a big, goer compared to you. One, wants big picture. Five, wants details. One. One improvises, five prepares. One. One bases morality on justice, five bases morality on compassion. Five. One finds it difficult to yell very loudly, five <laughs> yelling to others comes natural. Two. One theoretical, five empirical. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, it's a tough one. Three. Do you want a definition? Of yeah. Those? Empirical, based on concern with or verifiable by observation or experience rather than oh, theory or logic. I thought it was yes. fact. Well, that's me. So five. Yeah. Damn, well, I probably would have answered different. Well, it changed everything. Uh, one yeah. works hard, five plays hard. Three. One uncomfortable with emotions, five values emotions. Five. One likes to perform in front of other people. One. Five avoids public speaking. One. One likes to know who, what. Five wants to know. Five. Okay. What is she? Weak preference for extroversion over introversion. So you're 59 oh. out of 100. Of what? On Intro extroversion. Huh. Well, it's a scale. Zero is introverted. Closer five. to extrovert. Um, sensing an intuition, you're right in the middle. Hmm. 47%. You're getting percentages. Uh, feeling overthinking, your strong preference for feeling. Yes. 13%. Don't do no thinking. Um, perceiving versus judging, slightly past on perceiving. Okay. You're 63. 50 would be smack dab in the middle. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's oh. it. Are you going to go, Rob? You have to read him the question. I know. Although you could just answer them. I could questions. answer them for him. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. Well, works. you can say if that's what you're going to say. Read them and then we're going to say no, yours. No. Mm -mm. no. Oh. It can't be done. We would have to write them down. Yeah. You can do that if you want. All right. Makes lists, relies on memory. You can give me one and five. One. What? You got to give him the one to five. Well, obviously one. the one I say first is yeah. one. Okay. Thanks. One. You're the worst moderator. <laughs> Imagine if she was on a show and did that. <laughs> Figure it out yourself. I said yeah. the first one. <laughs> Skeptical wants to believe. Skeptical one <laughs> wants to believe five. Two. Bored by time alone needs time alone. Three. Accept things as they are, unsatisfied with the way things are. Two. Keeps a clean room, just puts stuff wherever. Two. Thinks robotic is an insult, strives to have a mechanical mind. Four. I knew it. Me too. Yeah. Energetic, <laughs> mellow. What? No. Uh, <laughs> five. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> prefer multiple choice or prefer essay answers. Three. 
Chaotic, organized. Five. Easily hurt, thick-skinned. Three. Yeah. I was going to say that, yeah. too. Works best in groups, works best alone. Three. Focused on the present, focused on the future. Three. Plans far ahead, plans at the last minute. One. Mm-hmm. Wants people's respect, wants their love. <laughs> Three. Gets worn out by parties, gets fired up by parties. <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> Fits in, stands out. Two. Keeps options open or commits. Four. Wants to be good at fixing things, wants to be good at fixing people. Three. Talks more, listens more. Five. When describing an event, we'll tell people what happened or we'll tell people what it meant. One. Gets work done right away or procrastinate. One. Follows the heart, follows the head. Four. Stays at home, goes out on the town. Four. Wants the big picture, wants the details. Three. Improvises, prepares. Four, five. I'll go five there. <laughs> Bases morality on justice or compassion. Four. Finds it difficult to yell very loudly. Yelling down. One. <laughs> Theoretical or empirical. <laughs> Five. Uh, four. Hmm. Works hard, plays hard. Two. Uncomfortable with emotions, values emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Likes to perform in front of people. Avoids public speaking. Five. <laughs> Imagine if Rob was secretly a one. Yeah. Likes to know who, what, or likes to know why? Three. Okay. How do I read this? Do you need me to read it? Yep. <laughs> I was in the middle on a bunch, so I feel like... Introvert. Shocking. Uh, 25 out of 100 towards oh, introvert. wow. My scale has changed for each of us on our results as well. What do you mean? I gave you a percent. I'm doing mine 25 and Yeah, and I, I was just nothing. Point. Well, I figured out how to read this. He's like, she weakly leans this way. <laughs> well, yeah. there is that definition of it. But, right. Um, all right. Sensing versus intuition. I lean towards sensing 34 out of 100. Thinking over feeling. I'm 60 out of 100 for thinking. I would have liked more precise answers personally. Online. Go I, ahead. I have yours. I can. Oh go no, that's back. okay. We don't need to revisit. <laughs> I'm gonna go revisit. Um, and then judging over perceiving. Strong preference for judging. Yep. Nine out of a hundred. Yep. <laughs> Let's go back to Rachel. No. Um, so yeah, just do introvert it. Introvert versus extrovert. You're 34 towards introvert. So 50 smack dab in the middle. Uh-huh. Uh Sensing over intuition. You're 25 towards sensing. She keeps looking at me like... And we both agreed with it. She's like, I want the data on that. I don't (laughs) understand. Feeling versus thinking. You're 31 towards feeling. And then judging versus perceiving. You're just slightly towards judging at 47. 
Hmm. She's judging those answers right now slightly. Judging hmm. means more like analyzing. Yeah, it's the way it sounds is like you're judging, but yeah. that's not what it means. All right. Well, you're mad at 0.47. I have nine. <laughs> so, and Olivia's 63. What does that mean? You're towards perceiving. You don't care at all about uh, the actual judgment of it. So how do you feel about the fact, do you feel like if you were to describe yourself, you'd describe yourself as an introvert or extrovert? I feel like I can go either way. Does that make sense? It depends on the circumstance. You can be extroverted. I can be like, yes, let's fucking go. Like, let's do this. I'm totally down. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Where? As an extrovert, you can say, let's let's fucking go. (laughs) Wakeboard, whatever the hell we did at 6 a.m. in Vancouver. That's not not people. Yeah, not your sense of adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like game night, I'll interact like a motherfucker. It probably depends on your level of comfortability with the people. That's yeah. how I am as well. But I can still tap into it, even Which if I'm not comfortable with everybody. Can yeah, take yeah, over. that's My it. I, I think I can do that too. I'm not. Do you think of me as like a super introvert? I think of you as an introvert that can be very outgoing in your personality. Uh huh. Like you can be very generous of spirit in your personality, like really giving and like. You can make people feel comfortable and you're loving and all of those things. But I think that you tend to want to be with the people you're closest to more than, yes, like meet a bunch of people. Yeah, and go to a mixer. Like, yeah. <laughs> a mixer. <laughs> like you can do it, but it's not yeah, what you it's want not my t- to be first doing. Choice. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And you can be put anywhere and be like, I can in be- it. Put anywhere and I'll enjoy it though. Oh, right. That's the thing. <laughs> and then Rob is a tricky one because his personality is more introverted, but, but he like, likes being at the place and he likes being I was, yeah, intermixed I was with the world. Right. Talking he likes to go to coffee dates. That recently too. Like a movie theater is great because you can be around a lot of people, but you don't have to interact with anyone. You yeah. can just like. I don't want to be around the people. That's introvert. Yeah. Oh, so why are you so surprised that you're an introvert? I don't know. See, but Rob's a trickier one because he yeah. want, he's introverted in personality, but extroverted in environment. Hmm. Interesting. Is that, do you think <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. 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 I like the buzz of. You like going. Yeah. Yeah, your to concerts an extent, But if I can like, I don't want to be an active participant where I'm going. Right. I want to just be able to. Stay introverted where I am, but, right. you, but, but you're like, down to be there. Like you're correct. into concerts, oh, yeah. restaurants, concert like, because I can sit and I like you're not talking at a concert, right? You're oh. you're observing, you're sitting and watching, and it's like a movie theater, yeah, or okay. a movie. <laughs> Laura, will, yeah, watching that theater, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I do not like concerts. You just don't like people. I just don't like anybody. You don't like people around you. I'm turning into like Howard Hughes. (laughs) Is it purely though, like when you're wearing a mask, does that make you being around people any more tolerable or? Like a COVID mask? Yeah. I'm just wondering how much of it is just that you're going to get recognized and you don't want. No. You don't want that. (laughs) She was like that before she ever 
No, well, I would but that avoid. Could be a factor. If, no, if, no, if no. A hun- if you're no. going to a concert and 200 people are going to come up to you, no and- one's going to know who I am. I would avoid going to the mall down the street from my high school because I did not want to run into anybody. I guess I am an introvert. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, why are you surprised? Because <laughs> I think of myself like I can be very social and like do the things, you know. That's your personality. Oh god, do you know what I mean? It's different than your psychology. Hmm. All right. You guys have any big plans this summer? Olivia's going to Pittsburgh. Can you get tasty cakes in Pittsburgh? I don't know. What? I don't know. I've never had a tasty <laughs> you had, cake. You had that in the chamber before she even answered. <laughs> in the chamber. I've never had a tasty cake. Yes, you have. You know my candy cakes? The, the ones I love, the chocolate with the cake and the peanut butter? The little circle. I'll give you one. You can't eat it. I don't think I, I don't think I want it. Oh my god, you want it! Remember, I would keep them in the freezer, and then like two circles in like a little packet. Is it like a Hostess cupcake kind no, of thing? No, but it but Tasty Cakes are in the vein of Hostess, but no. But you can get them here. No. Oh, so you got them when you were away. back east? Yes. They're frozen. No, I but they're good in the freezer. You love them. I love them. My grandparents used to always bring them when they would come out to visit. Okay, never mind. Do you like them? He doesn't know. know. I'll show them to you guys. Jeez. I don't think, I just, I don't know why. I don't think I want it. Where are you going? Going to the Great White North. (laughs) Yeah. You going fishing? (laughs) You know what I did do, though? I've been obsessed with trying a snackle box. Have you seen this? What's a snackle box? You get a tackle box. No, not a used one that's already gone fishing. A tackle box, but you fill all the compartments with snacks. And it's a snackle box. Where do you see You could this? do it like a charcuterie if you wish. You could just put all different fruits and veggies and crackers. And that is what my Virgo brain is the most excited to do. I'm going to pack Someone's a snackle. Someone's going to try to go fishing with this snackle box <laughs> and get there and be real upset that you've replaced it all with Or snacks. they're going to have delicious snacks for the fish and they'll catch even more. Where do you see this on like Pinterest or something? I forget where I first saw it. But I'm super into it. I actually went out of my way and I went to Big Five. Dick Sporting's Good did not have a tackle box. You're going to take it with you on the plane? No, I'll probably get one there. My point is, I she got one to try. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to travel. Practice on. <laughs> <laughs> I did because I was going to bring it to the beach or something. Like I had a reason, but I didn't wind up doing it. But that is my goal this summer is, is to do a snackle box. I belong in the Midwest. That is the most thrilling adventure in my mind is to pack a snackle box. No mountain biking while you're up there? Uh, who knows? I ATV, though. I do enjoy an ATV ride. Do you drive? Yes. Or passenger? No. Passenger. I drive those ATVs. Okay. Water under the bridge. We're just going to start the cliche. Anyone that works. Stating any any cliche. cliche saying yeah. it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It takes one to know one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, that is our goal this next week. Oh my God. It's just please. to slip in those like sayings where they don't belong at all. <laughs> we just had this conversation with Jeff because I'm like, if he picks one up, I'll hear him in his business meetings using them. And he said that sometimes in his mind, he'll think 
how can I get as many in one sentence as possible? <laughs> it's like a game. It's like a game for him. He'll be like, well, it's all baked into the cake. And at the end of the day, like how many metaphors can I use? This No, this is what we're going to do, guys. What if we get assign each other a saying? That's great. Rob, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nothing to do with anything anyone's talking about. You have to slip it in. <laughs> They're like, they're like, Rob, do you know what time? (laughs) That's the the way the cookie crumbles. Yours is the devil's beaten his wife. No, I don't even know that saying. And that's offensive. No, it has to be. No, it has to be like, like water under the bridge. (laughs) Yeah. We got to give her a a weirder one. (laughs) I mean, it was weird when she said it to me when it had nothing to do with. (laughs) What's Olivia's? Uh, Takes one to no one. A penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> Why is that so I know, funny? like, it's going to be so out of context and not have anything to do with anything. Let's like, the waiter's going to be like, it in. like, a server's going to be like, so how do you want your iced tea? <laughs> well, penny saved is a penny earned. You have to say blood is thicker than water. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Blood is thicker than water. <laughs> the flight, like, I'm going to be checking in for my flight. <laughs> And they're going to be like, do you have any check bags? Bilson? Blood is thicker than water. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, and thank you. Have a great time. Blood is thicker than water. I think yours should be dead as a doornail. Oh, that's a good one too. Dead as a doornail. Yes. No, I don't like it as Bury much. the hatchet. Bury the hatchet. That's yeah, read one. them off. There you go. Um, actions speak louder than words. Beggars can't be choosers. That's a good one. <laughs> that's too. a good one. I think we should try and find ways to use all of them. Better like as many than as never, possible. Better safe than sorry. If, if you guys, all the days work. <laughs> so better good. safe than sorry. Hold on. As easy as pie. As easy as pie. If we can actually record us, any of us actually doing this like discreetly, yeah. and capture it. Any way we can use them, that's the that's, that's the challenge. The, this is our challenge. As many cliches as you can get into one week. And try to record it if you can. Well, I've got a list of like 600 here. Well, we're going to all have the lists. We're going to have them. Easy does it. Easy. <laughs> Chip off the old block. <laughs> Brick on your shoulder. What's the saying? Chip on your Chip shoulder. You <laughs> really got a brick on you your really house. You really got a brick on your shoulder. <laughs> Relax the grind. This is so good. Oh, this good. is good. Okay. This is our this is our challenge. The Broad Ideas Challenge is back, folks. Hey, any of our listeners, if you guys can do this and you can like just put in anywhere randomly where it's not appropriate or should not be inserted, use the sayings and if you record it, send it to our Broad Ideas Instagram. Will you do boys will be boys also? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> boys will be boys. They're like, excuse me, ladies. Yep, boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh burning the candle at both ends oh my it's god there's one. so many i'm very excited about this challenge Me too. the next challenge for you to not do no i will definitely because i do it anyways on accident like right. yeah water into the bridge yeah <laughs> this is good i feel good about this all right well see everyone next week see you next see week. ya